Hello. Thank you for joining us for another episode of This Week in AML. I'm John Byrne, Chair of the AMLRS Advisory Board. And I'm Elliot Berman, our Creative Director. We are excited to welcome you to the This Week in AML podcast, where we explore key news and developments in the global financial crime prevention community. John, how are you today? Hi, Elliot. Uh, thanks for dialing in during vacation. Uh, really appreciate it. Hope you're having a good time. Yeah, uh, having a great time. Uh, thanks for asking. So even though I'm on vacation, I'm trying to pay attention to the uh, ever-emerging news. Um, did you see the press release from the um, U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of Texas about the card payment fraud indictment that they uh, uh, received? Yeah, it was interesting on a couple of levels. Uh, I did see it. And it's the, the case is being investigated by the FBI's Washington field office. And as you just mentioned, being prosecuted by U.S. attorneys in the Eastern District of Texas. But this sort of touches a variety of spaces that our community cares about. And that's, you know, fraud detection, prevention, money laundering, uh, payment processing, so uh, according to the press release, the grand jury is indicted uh, former executives at uh, ETS. I think people are familiar with ETS, the Electronic Transaction Systems Corporation, and accused them of defrauding about 7,000 merchant clients, um, uh, defrauding them out of millions. Of, uh, there's, a, there's a lot here to unpack. Short press release, but a lot here to unpack. One is, is that uh, ETS, is, as I know and you know, because uh, your previous life working with trade associations, uh, it's uh, pro- a card processing company located in Virginia. And they, they do equipment and services that facilitate credit and debit card payment transactions for merchant clients. And so the indictment says that many of these merchants uh, were defrauded by um, ETS disguise a portion of their processing fees. Um, so they would embed the fees uh, in what they call interchange fees. And, and they would also deliberately mislead. I think they'll have to be proven, obviously. But uh, it's alleged that they, they misled the clients in emails, and contracts, didn't disclose the true fee structure. So all that in there was, um, again, a whole host of different types of frauds. Yes. Um, and you mentioned uh, the, the other thing that's interesting, um, you know, in the payment world, um, many merchant processors end up focusing on particular industries and uh, their focal industries were kind of interesting uh, in that they were uh, focusing on uh, charities, uh, municipalities, many of whom have begun to have their fees payable uh, by credit or debit card. Um, so um, kind of an interesting twist to there because these are um, not high flying uh, companies, you know, selling luxury goods. Right. And according again to the indictment, the, the president uh, directed these other uh, defendants to do the defrauding and also the president and one other uh, person mentioned in the indictment there it's um, they obtained these funds and also personal personally enriched themselves with bonuses, high end real estate. Uh, the president um, apparently received an additional $107 million because of the concealment prior to their, their acquisition. 
uh, ETS's acquisition. So, uh, so there's also a money laundering charge, obviously, in addition to the wire fraud and the other types of fraud. We haven't seen the actual indictment, and we should mention, as lawyers, we know this, uh, it's, it's an allegation, and all the defendants are obviously innocent until proven guilty. Uh, but this is fairly, I think, fairly unusual uh, press release just based on the, on the grand jury indictment. I'm sure there's been others, but this just seemed to be a little bit more. We wanted to get this out there as soon as we could. Yeah, I agree with that. So in addition to this press release, um, I know you've been following the news. What else have you seen that you thought was interesting this week in our space? Well, you know, there's been a bunch of things going on, as everybody knows. Um, the uh, the search warrant issued against the former president uh, is is big in the news and big in the news because of the reaction of certain parts of uh, the political spectrum, which relates to this other point. The other point being um, the um, Inflation Reduction Act that passed the Senate uh, includes in it funding, additional funding for IRS. And as we know, because of our good friends and relationships with IRS, especially in the CI section, that um, they have been struggling for a number of years uh, uh, once they've lost agents to bring in new agents, resources, all of that. And there's so much that IRS needs in terms of funding. So this funding is, is part of the package. And almost immediately, again, certain spectrums of the, of the political world attacked it as IRS agents will now be auditing everybody and, you know, we should be worried about that, which is, is obviously um, both ridiculous and fails to um, recognize the tax evasion problem from high income earners and some corporations that we know has been going on for a long period of time. You just don't have the resources to deal with it. But to, to your point, uh, the Secretary of Treasury, Janet Yellen, did something I thought was pretty unusual she published and sent a letter to the IRS commissioner, Redding, uh, supporting the funding. So actually goes through in, in the letter uh, why this is needed for a bunch of reasons. And you know that that was because they've seen the attacks uh, in the media from, again, from, the, from basically Republicans that are saying that we don't want to give uh, more resources uh, to, you know, to an agency that's so dependent upon updating their uh, their infrastructure from uh, IT issues. Again, uh, when when agents move on to the private sector, filling those slots. So, in the letter uh, to Reddig, which was published and issued which is issued publicly, um, they talk about a couple of things in there that I thought was interesting. Uh, enforcement resources. They say Yellen says we'll focus on high end non compliance. There, sustained multi-year funding is critical to the agency's ability to make the investments needed to pursue what they're calling a robust attack on the tax gap by targeting crucial challenges, like we said, large corporations, high net worth individuals, and complex pass-throughs, where today IRS has resources to initiate just 7,500 audits a year out of more than 4 million returns received in that space. And so that's why you need sophisticated revenue agents, sophisticated resources. Uh, and that's why uh, Yellen makes it very clear that these resources will, as they say, support a much needed upgrade of technology that's decades out of date and investment in a taxpayer service. So the IRS can 
communicate with taxpayers. And that's something everybody wants, right? When you send in your, your tax returns and you think you're getting a response, um, you know, or you're getting, you're getting money back, whatever it is, you want customer service to be top notch. And they just have not been able to do that for, for a number of years because of, of resource issues. So um, the, the letter ends by saying, uh, this is a historic investment and it'll accomplish two objectives. It'll raise substantial revenue to address the deficit, um, create a fair system where those at the top who do not comply today with tax obligations, uh, they will, they will get the service from the IRS that they deserve. And I think that's the issue here. Tax evasion is a major, major problem. And as, as we know from previous this week's that we've talked about the creation of shell companies, uh, the, the need for more beneficial ownership information. This, it's all ties together, right? So I think that's a key. And, and I would be remiss if I just didn't also say, uh, the, you know, the, the men and women of IRS CI and all of IRS, but we've worked very closely with them uh, in a partnership to, to help improve our fraud detection and money laundering prevention. And uh, we're just so fortunate to have those relationships and they need support. No, they don't need to be attacked. Yeah, I, uh, I think, as you pointed out, um, the, this is quite unique to have the Secretary of the Treasury uh, publish a, essentially a public letter right. uh, on a topic like this. And, and, in, um, and generally in the past, while there may be uh, disagreements during the uh, legislative process, um, there, uh, we haven't seen necessarily the vitriol uh, about uh, a particular provision as we're seeing today. So, as you and I have talked other times, you know, there are many things in our government that uh, people disagree about, but a fair tax system that supports uh, all taxpayers and, and the betterment of the whole country is something that seems uh, as if it should have uh, a general support, or at least once the legislative process is complete, um, you know, should be allowed to move forward without a lot of um, um, right. negative conversation. Right. Um, so uh, I want to get you back to your vacation. I right. uh, want to remind people that on um, August 25th, we have a, um, a webinar uh, that's going to cover issues related to transparency and corruption, issues like that. So we have two excellent pre presenters, Gary Kelman from Transparency International uh, and Jonathan Lopez, a former DOJ lawyer uh, in private practice uh, that are going to cover issues that are both important domestically and globally, and talk a little bit about um, uh, what we mentioned, I think, a, a few weeks ago, the, uh, the Enablers Act, because the Transparency International folks have been pretty instrumental in, in moving that, and they, they certainly have a view on that, and we'd like to hear that. So that'll be on August uh, 25th, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Information is on our website. And that's where you can register as well. So, John, uh, you have a great weekend, and we will talk again next week. All right. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. Talk soon. You too. Bye-bye.